Welcome to the Midwest Nice Podcast, the show with honest political discourse dipped in ranch. This is your host, John Flynn, and today I'm joined by Lauren Kaufman, Amy Lipka, Campbell Thompson, and Mariel Brown Fallon. Keep your accent strong and the toasted ravioli close by, because you're going to need it. Let's get the show started. I'm surprised they fit all five names in. Proud of you. Yeah. So to, yeah, today in uh, in studio again, I use the word studio lightly. Uh, we've got five people on as opposed to the usual four hosts. Should we talk about last week in studio when we were gonna do a podcast, yes. but then our building collapsed? We did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny story, true story. As uh, so we were uh, doing a having lunch in the the conference room talking about stuff, and all this in a sudden there was a quite the noise uh, <laughs> it was like it sounded like this <laughs> <laughs> campbell doing just an awful job of describing what it sounded, it sounded like. like a big bang like there was a car accident or something yeah the first yeah. i think reaction, which it sounds exactly like that the Good first job, reaction was i think a, a car hit the building or something some people thought it was a gunshot clearly had never heard a gunshot in their life before panic john <laughs> yeah real in. panic uh it turns out that a big uh sort of like brick half wall on the ceiling of our building <laughs> fell over, cracked a bunch of the floor joists. Very loud. But anyways, we had to uh, evacuate the building for a couple of days. Yeah, but um, everybody's fine. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's fine. Safe. But yeah, so we were about, we were going to, Mariel was in town uh, last week, and so we were going to, planning on doing one that Thursday, but it was, you know, in the middle of the day Thursday that, that happened, so couldn't do an episode but luckily i hadn't finished editing the one from the week before yet so it seemed like we did that's one why all the news was a week, week late yes we back yeah. so campbell so so let's get back on topic here and talk about what the hell is toasted ravioli right okay, we want all, we want to know this is a it's hot delicious. topic right before it's like a st louis delicacy it's basically like what it sounds like it's a ravioli breaded baked in an oven you dip it in marinara sauce. It's kind of filled with like cheesy things or sometimes meat. And it's like God's gift to mankind. Could you dip it in ranch though? Yeah, if you wanted to. So it's yeah. like a ravioli. So it's like pasta ravioli, yeah. but breaded. But so breaded. it's like a mozzarella okay. stick, so it's but like... with pasta. <laughs> yes. This is a really easy exactly. concept. I don't know we're try- why we're trying it's to like explain a pizza, it more. <laughs> it's, what are they called? It's like a pizza bite? Yeah, but different. Pizza but roll? Totally different. Are you thinking pizza roll. It's kind of like pizza that, roll. but not even a little bit close. <laughs> <laughs> if in the way good. that you mean they're small and you eat them in a bite, then I yes. guess so. Yeah. yeah, everything's a bite if you have a big enough <laughs> mouth, I guess. Um, that's true. Wisdom. That's, like, that's our third t-shirt. Midwestern yeah, motto. Like every, every pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough. <laughs> that kind true. Of thing. Yeah, and we have, uh, yeah, we've got Robo Mariel on again. Uh, we got a slightly better way of hooking up the audio, so... Probably sounds better than last time, and we'll continue Yay. to improve upon that. Um, yes. So, yeah. yeah, five people in the studio today, a little unusual. It's a little yes. bit of noise, too, coming from uh, our friendly neighbors upstairs. They like to, after 5 o'clock, smash things around and <laughs> play some football knock things on the ground, on the but floor. literally play football. Same, honestly, though, except without the yeah. sports. Maybe grab some elephants from the zoo and just parade yeah. them just, around. It's like, just they go like hang to out of the bar, though. Back and forth, across the office. They do. They race chairs, I think. And, the, yeah, our, our, like, ceiling is, like, you can just 
the wood that you see up there is just the floorboards of upstairs. There's also, no Also, nobody sees insulation. anything. Now, I'm, to a now yeah. I'm afraid it's just going to collapse at any time. So yeah. there is also that. Should so that's start, fun. Should we start doing video, though, and put it on YouTube? No, because no, no one can know podcast. what we look like, John. Well, yeah. we don't. We can show the ceiling floor we'll without just, showing we'll, our faces. It'll just be a stream yeah. of the ceiling. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yes. That's the kind of podcast I listen to, though, is the ones where they're like, I watch the YouTube video. It's so stupid because you're like watching just people talk. But I don't know. A lot of TV and movies. Yeah. I don't know. I like it for some reason, just people watching people sit and talk. Uh, It's just nice. Makes you feel like you're there. It does. Makes you feel like you have friends. friends. (laughs) It's almost like I have friends. That's what I was getting at. So I'm glad you said it and not me. Yeah. I said it. Um, But yeah. Uh, So, so, yeah. (laughs) So let's get into it because I feel like we have like a lot of things to talk about. I know everybody wants to hear about. Our upstairs neighbors. Everybody. Uh, People are asking me every day. This is a podcast about our upstairs neighbors. (laughs) Yes. Um, But so like before we get into it this week, usually we're silly and fun and we're going to continue to be that. But before we get into political things that happened, um, figure that we should give kind of a tribute to um, a political legend in Michigan who passed away, Representative Mm -hmm. John Dingell. Um, he passed away earlier this month and I think we've had just like some shorter episodes, um, in between. So we haven't had time to talk about it, but, um, he was one of the longest serving congressmen in, uh, U S history. And so he deserves to be recognized and talked about. And I know that folks, um, who are from Michigan, um, he's kind of been a figure who's been around our whole political lives and also just lives in general. Um, so yeah, um, Lauren, I feel like you specifically love John Dingle a lot um, and could probably talk a little bit about him and, and his work here in Michigan. Yeah, so um, John Dingle was the longest serving member of Congress. Um, his father served in Congress before him um, and passed away while he was serving. Um, and so John Dingle kind of filled that role and was elected until 2015 um, when he retired to continue that Dingle legacy. Um, His wife is currently the congresswoman from the 12th district, Debbie Dingle. Um, And their family has just done so much. Um, He was there to pass the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Um, He helped pass Medicare, the Clean Water Act, the Affordable Care Act. Um, He just was really passionate about the environment and healthcare in particular. the gavel that uh, Nancy Pelosi used when they passed the Affordable Care Act was actually um, the one from Medicare. It was John Dingles. Like, it belonged to him. Um, there's a really great video of him talking with John Stewart on The Daily Show. Um, also, in my archive of tweets, I live-tweeted that episode if anybody wants to go back to 2010. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, and he brought the gavel, and uh, John Stewart cracked walnuts with it, and they ate mm-hmm. them together, which was just nice. Um, and he classic was, bit. Classic <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. It was just really nice. When I was in college, he was our congressman, and he was just very accessible. Um, he would come to like our college gems pancake breakfasts. Um, he tried to get me to eat sausage my freshman year. He was like, "Young lady, why aren't you eating? Just eat some sausage." I did not have the heart to tell him, as a lifelong hunter, that I was a vegetarian for like a decade. Mm. Um, <laughs> Sir, I've been a vegetarian since I was twelve. Right? <laughs> um, and he also uh, tried to give me his recipe for hot buttered rum, which was his favorite duck hunting treat. Is that like a Harry Potter? I don't have the recipe, but I Lauren, did have what? I did have some hot buttered rum at Sava's um, in Ooh. honor of him last week. So highly recommend it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he was just really, I have a bunch of friends who worked for him, who worked for his wife, and he was just always very accessible to people, just a really great mentor um, who helped to get a lot of important things done, but was never above helping the future. He had a line that he used a lot about how, um, you know, youth are 100% of our future, which is both true and something that a lot of members of Congress don't think about. So Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. really, really good guy. Um, Really, really sad that he's not around anymore. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, Lauren, and you are our Twitter aficionado. (laughs) So I think a big part of his career and influence his legacy, surely. Yeah. Especially in his later years. And yeah, his legacy, I think, has been his Twitter presence, which yes. you are definitely more qualified to talk about <laughs> um, more than me. Yeah, so his Twitter is really great, very fun. Um, there's a lot of stuff that he, you know, would probably say offhand at events that um, we are now lucky enough to have on the internet, thanks to Twitter. <laughs> so I'm glad that he was alive during that era. Um, I think my definitely my tweet with the highest engagement rate was something that he retweeted about wanting a Where's Waldo book where you look for John Dingle and historic photographs, which if we have any publishers (laughs) out there, I would still love to have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I think Mariel compiled some of his greatest tweet hits, if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to go around in a circle and say these ones that are listed out? Sure. Sure. uh, I'll take the lead. So, (laughs) yeah, so we have his greatest Twitter hits here. So he said... uh, Either my hearing aid is failing me, or Paul Ryan just called Trump a very warm and genuine person. Either scenario needs to be fixed ASAP. (laughs) So that's a pretty great one. Am I going next? Yes. Is this the way we're going? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. This one says, to my Republican friends in Congress, retirement is a blast. Naps, snacks, join me. Please clap. (laughs) Another great one. I'll read the next one because I retweeted. <laughs> it's not how our circle goes, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't well, know Well, I'm not in the circle because I'm not even there. People. You are, but you just can't if see you were, it. Yeah, if you were here, you'd right. see that you're anyway, in the circle. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I feel like that internet giraffe has been pregnant <laughs> for years now, <laughs> which is like so true because I feel like it was. How well, long are giraffes? Yeah, do they have the longer? gestation period? I don't know. Maybe they do. I'd look it up, but it might crash my computer if I use the internet. Too. I will look yeah, it up and let you guys yeah, know John later. Dingle That's the sort of high-tech technology we're working with here. So. Retweet, because that mm-hmm. is so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 400 to 460 days. Um, so more oh. than a year. Um, but That's probably years. why people no, were confused. You. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'll take the next one. Apparently, Trump tweeted a picture of the wall he wants to build, and John tweeted, sit on it, you imbecile. (laughs) (laughs) Just short and sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lauren, do you want to take the last one here? Uh, This might be the best one. Yeah. Um, So in uh, response to the incidents in Charlottesville in 2017, um, he tweeted, I signed up to fight Nazis 73 years ago, and I'll do it again if I have to. I was hilarious. I don't know if I'd say that was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I mean, it was definitely said like a joke. Well, (laughs) it was true and a joke. Yeah. It was also like serious and saying like that's how good of a guy John Dingle is. Yeah. He literally is so old and so wonderful that he signed up to fight the Nazis 73 years ago. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And if you knew John Dingle, he wasn't kidding. Like, I think he would have gotten on a plane and gone down there if... uh, 
Congresswoman Dingle would have let him, yeah. and I don't think she would have. So, yeah. But he would have been great live tweeting from the battlefront <laughs> had he True. had Twitter back in World War II. Uh, True. Probably would have been great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great man, great congressman, and like like we said, it's he. People very much knew him. He was a big part of, I guess, the news and the the landscape of Michigan, but outside of uh, Michigan and the Midwest, uh, maybe not as much. So hopefully uh, his legacy continues to expand even outside of the Midwest and more people learn about him and all the great things that he did. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a testament to his, like, I mean, obviously he was there during all of these events, but, like, the really important role he played. um, And I know we'll get into this in a minute, but with all of the testimony that people have been seeing in Congress recently, Mm -hmm. um, John Dingell was a really great questioner. There's a great video of him eating a sandwich while questioning someone during a committee one. Love that energy. Um, Love that energy. (laughs) And he um, just wasn't just there for these events. He was like a major player and was really passionate about um, the causes that he cared about. And I think it's been really great to see, you know, Steny Hoyer, Nancy Pelosi giving these great tributes. And I think... um, yeah, it just speaks to the amazing guy that he was. Yeah, and the voices from that generation are really important because it's there's starting to be fewer and fewer voices from that uh, generation of people who really experienced, uh, you know, the rise of fascism abroad and even in the United States. Because um, you know, the the less people personally experience that, the easier it is to try to dismiss some of those uh, ideas and um, forget about, you know atrocities of the past and history repeating itself and that whole thing so uh important to to uh listen to those voices while they're still around but don't Uh, worry because there's like a little bit of a rise in fascism happening now so uh you know we'll all get to be that that. we'll be that voice in like 60 years (laughs) exactly uh tell tell people about it um but yeah we mentioned a little bit and we can get into it so yeah we don't typically get into uh the national things as much there's a million podcasts out there uh to listen to if you want to but um there's definitely a a connection to to everything and and to the midwest uh right now with the the hearings that have been going on with trump's former personal lawyer uh michael cohen uh well first of all he has a connection to right here in lansing because he is a graduate of the esteemed cooley law school uh which is right down the street um but then, uh, yeah, so he's been uh, testifying to Congress uh, over the past um, couple of days about all of the illegal wheelings and dealings that uh, he and uh, President Trump were doing uh, during that. And um, it's not good. There's a whole lot no. going on. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. It's not good. Did everybody watch it or everybody watch parts of it I or hear highlights? I followed yeah, yeah, yeah. it as it was going. I didn't watch it live. I was tra- I flew to and from D.C. yesterday, so hmm. I missed a lot of it. But every time I would walk into a new room, I could like hear people talking about the latest thing that they saw online. So um, I yeah. did catch it that way. And it was interesting. I mean, obviously... DC is the place where it was happening so people were a little bit more like into it but I think it was just even like friends back here were watching it all day and mm-hmm. interesting how tuned in and how visible this is yeah it's pretty crazy and I think that people who have been following Trump for many years now were just kind of like shocked to see Michael Cohen giving information about the president um 
detailing everything that happened just because he was such a Trump loyalist. And like two years ago, if you were to say that this was happening, people would have been like, no, it's not like, you know, Michael Cohen is one of the most loyal Trump people in the world. And like, they don't flip on each other. And the fact that this is happening is just really, I feel like it's hard for us to comprehend because, you know, we're just so used to the circus at this point, but this is like a new normal that, um, yeah, it just, it's really just like breaking, uh, breaking norms left and right every day. But I think that the biggest thing, like, so he gave some pretty damning information to Congress about the president. Um, Specifically, he gave, well, provided them copies of checks that Trump had written, um, totaling $130,000 that apparently Cohen says were a reimbursement to him um, from paying off Stormy Daniels. Um, So that was a big thing. Um, And the first time I think that, like, physical evidence had been um, provided to them about that. Um, I I would just like to make a personal um, request to any Democrats who are currently running for president or thinking about running for president. If you have ever paid anyone off, if you have ever provided hush money to someone for an affair or some sort of crime, don't run. Just don't run run for off. We don't you can get a, have a lengthy career in a lot of industries. Please don't don't run for president. Don't do it. Yeah, but do it. if you are doing something like that and you still run, I want in on the action. <laughs> I I know exactly what you did, and unless you give me fifty thousand dollars, so I'm not in to a, my shell company. I'm not an attorney. I'm not going to provide you legal advice, but I would think about that before participating in any activity well nobody listens to this podcast so they're not going to find this evidence we're talking about right now uh yeah the bar is low (laughs) as hell in 2019 just uh don't run for office if you've made hush money payments yeah well the bar is low as hell for republicans (laughs) democrats get held accountable for things and trump had enough money that he could potentially like feasibly cover it up i feel like most consultants would be like yeah you're not running for president (laughs) Yeah. They would find that immediately and say, no. Yeah. Well, Cohen said in his testimony that he wasn't expecting to win. I mean, I think a lot of people have thought that. They're like, this guy didn't expect to win. He was just trying to raise his brand and grift a bunch of money out of people and then Mm -hmm. sneak out the back door and start some kind of Alex Jones type (laughs) news network or something and and, uh, keep making money. Psych. Now he's the president. Yes. Psych. Um Oops. Jokes on us and him, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wild. yeah. So the the Midwest connection to this is one of the real uh, pieces of work in this uh, <laughs> these test this uh, thing that's been going on is uh, Rep. Uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio, who is the uh, the ranking member of the committee that's that, that's holding the hearing, and he's uh, you know basically been the the very the loyalist in this towards Trump and has been uh, taken center stage to try to, uh, I guess, cast doubt on on uh, on what Michael Cohen has been saying. Uh, but and so the the sort of the biggest argument that they've been giving against Cohen is saying that he's a liar. He's you know perjured himself before. He's not trustworthy. I mean, granted that that argument is also saying because the things that he was lying about before was that Trump wasn't a criminal. So it's like. This weird circular thing. They only thought like uh, two steps ahead instead of, you know, 
yeah till the end of the day like they didn't think very far ahead when they decided yeah but it's also very hypocritical and strange for him to be sort of the voice on this because he's going through uh his own pretty big scandal about lying right now uh involving a an abuse case happening at ohio state where he uh uh what was his connection in ohio he state? was the wrestling he was the co-wrestling oh, he was, coach he was a coach okay yeah, he was a wrestling coach, and it's alleged that um, a team doctor during his time as an assistant coach at OSU had been abusing um, a bunch of players um, or, yeah, athletes, I guess. And he had, like, made jokes about the coach being, like, a well-known pervert and a predator, and... Um, then players came forward and named Jim Jordan as somebody who knew about it and kind of covered for him. So yeah, it's just like, it's just like the most gross form of hypocrisy because it's like, yeah, he, he was like taking a serious moral high ground against Cohen. You would think that he was the biggest angel who'd never committed any sort of small original sin in his life. And meanwhile, he's, like, embroiled in this really disgusting controversy. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, the peak of Republican hypocrisy um, and pretty gross. Yeah, and there's a lot of parallels between what's going on there right now and his involvement with what we had talked about in a previous episode about the, you know, the Nasser case going on at MSU. Um, So that the the case going on at Ohio State hasn't... um, gotten quite as much traction in the news yet um it very well could in the future but yeah the fact that um uh, a high-ranking you know republican has elected official is embroiled in that um and yet somehow he's the one on the stand uh you know being very uh yeah like you said moral high ground uh, attacking the investigation into you know michael cohen and donald trump's dealings yeah that is an interesting like he covered up a crime and is now mad at the guy who's uncovering up a crime. Like there's a little I mean, bit of like internalized guilt there. It probably makes yeah. his job a lot harder to support Trump. So yeah, they're not mad at Michael Cohen for lying. They're mad at him that he stopped lying <laughs> right. on their behalf. Yeah. Um, and that's something that he actually said in the, that Michael Cohen said in the testimony that, you know, basically you guys are, doing exactly what i was doing before like you're using your power and influence to try to to sweep all of this under the rug um but yeah it's it's really crazy that he's on the the other side now and he you know they were supposed to have this uh him testify a while back but there was a lot of i guess credible threats against his life so they had to keep pushing it back which is crazy that that's that's where we're at now that um it's really dangerous to be a public figure and i mean they caught that coast guard guy the other day plotting a huge uh you know an attack against uh liberal personalities um yeah it's a dangerous time to yeah to to be outspoken and and liberal right now i guess could jim jordan be our elephant in the room this week yeah i guess i guess he is but it's so dark that i don't want to like elephant in the room so you know Leech. Bringing a loaded plane or a loaded plane, a loaded gun on a plane. Yeah, the Lee Chaffield thing. things are real dumb and hypocritical <laughs> and awful, but not quite as dark uh, as this. Fair. So, 
I, I, I hesitate to, to use that title for him, but you know, real jerk. And <laughs> but a real jerk. Hopefully, real some, jerk that gets to it. Hopefully, he <laughs> gets you know his his day in court or whatever for for all the the screwed up things that he's been involved with. But I mean, at this point, who's to say? Who knows? Uh, let's lighten the mood a bit. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do some trivia. Amy's doing the trivia today. She's got I some can't good wait to win. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, I, we haven't done trivia with this many people before, so we'll see what happens. Today for trivia, I have another classic round of what the heck is that Midwestern food? Yes. Yes. Wow! Yes. Yes. I'm almost running out of Midwestern foods, though. So yeah, I'll I'll. I got you. Campbell, well, it's hard to do too because time. we know you have to find ones that maybe we don't even know. So that's pretty is, difficult. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right so I'm going to start off with a sort of easy one today. I think it's something that everyone has definitely heard of, but I wanted to know if you all could list off the ingredients for this, Ooh. for this type mm. of food off the top of your head because I don't know if I could. Okay. Do you guys know what? entails or what is in a chicago style hot dog i think i know all the ingredients i could probably i think i know yeah all right so seems like we might start with lauren uh yeah lauren i'm a vegetarian know. so <laughs> oh, right. she just I sat there and shook her head that i don't whole thing. have any idea um i know there's a a hot dog right there's great a, there's, right. A, start. there's, a, start. there's a bun uh-huh. yes uh-huh. um yeah. are there onions I, or no onions. Well, we gotta, I am well, not I gonna. We, how about you? We just gotta go around. You gotta do like a full list. Then we'll oh, go okay, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say uh, onions, relish. I should. I think they made this in while you were sleeping. I think this was a whole bit in the movie, and I don't remember. Um, and I'm gonna say mustard, no ketchup. Okay. Well, all right. The most important part, I think, of a Chicago style hot dog is the pickle. It's like a full ass pickle. <laughs> well, oh. it's full ass pickle. Full ass pickle. You know the pickle. <laughs> and then I think there are maybe onions, and I definitely there's no ketchup on it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a ketchup yeah. hot dog. But yeah, I'm learning so your, all. Your final answer is full ass pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pickle okay, and great. a bun. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> no hot dog. I could eat that. See, Lauren, you could have done that. <laughs> so I think maybe you have to specify that it's. One of the buns that has like the seeds on it. You know what I'm talking about? Sesame seed bun, or poppy, poppy seed, poppy seed bun. Okay. I think. Oh. And then poppy the, seeds. the dog, uh, the full ass pickle. <laughs> um, I can't. I want to. It's either now sauerkraut would be like a kielbasa thing, but I think peppers maybe. Do peppers oh. go on it? And then yeah. uh, just mustard, and I feel like there's one other thing that I'm forgetting. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my best guess. Mariel, do you know? Um, so for some reason, I thought there was chili. So oh, oh, that's a coney dog. Shut your mouth. Get you out lived of in here. Michigan for a year and you didn't know there's a. Get out of here. <laughs> Have you ever Mrs. been to a Sonic? <laughs> We're going to a coney the next time you're here. Decided. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't all of you go screw yourselves? <laughs> wow. Is. Big ass pickle, onions. You only know, know that because I told you. You know I can hit this on button <laughs> okay, and turn I'm you off if you if you can't calm down. You guys, turn, children, stop fighting. I will turn your mic Wait, off. Wait, Mariel, what did you say? 
Oh, I didn't say anything because Campbell's being a, okay, okay, a oh, real meanie. Okay, I, think she, I think she said it was a bun full of chili with a pickle on it. <laughs> you guys, this yeah. is what happens when there's five people no on and everyone dog. fights. It's just chili, <laughs> um, um, tons of ketchup. And... You're describing a loose hamburger. All right. All right. Mariel, I will tell you that it's not a bad strategy when guessing Midwestern food to say just Ch- chili. Just chili on everything. Uh, all right, uh, what's what's actually okay. in this thing? Were any so, of us fully right first? I don't think anyone was fully right. I think you might have been the closest, John. All right, um, let's hear it. So from, I don't remember what source I got this from, but this says, a hot dog topped with neon green relish. Important. Oh, I forgot the relish. Mm-hmm. Neon green. Pickles, which relish. I'm assuming means a Big whole ass, ass pickle. pickle. Well, <laughs> relish and spear, pickles? Yes. It's madness. That it's is madness. kind of, yeah. That's and then, why I was no. like, no relish? So relish, pickle, tomato, mustard, oh, and tomato. onion. No ketchup. Tomato. Oh. Yes. Right, no yeah, ketchup. Yeah, we were all definitely because wrong. I don't think I was need... that close. Yeah, why? I would thought you need this was going to be easy, and I was like, I don't did really they know say what's any... on a Chicago hot dog, but did I'm they say anything did. about the bun having to be the the kind with? The... I don't think that's it. A... Didn't. You know what I mean, it didn't. But it. Uh, I mean, that's not... just how I always picture them. That could just be not part of what I copied and pasted on. If we have any Chicago listeners, if there's any controversy over Chicago hot dogs, is there like a South Chicago hot dog? Please let us slide into our DMs. Like I know a lot of people. A lot of people with the Coney dogs, it's got to be like the yeah. specific type of like mm-hmm. kosher dog mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. there's there's a brand out of Detroit that, that makes dogs and yeah. <laughs> dogs. Slide <laughs> into our dogs. doggy yeah. DMs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, slide into the doggy DMs. That sounds weird. Okay. <laughs> All right, next question. Moving right past that. <laughs> Let's Ooh. move on past that. You guys, it's already gotten heated. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm scared. Okay, number two. <laughs> um, What is a... Loose meat sandwich. Whoa, as whoa, as usual, kind? bonus points if you guess where it's from, where it's originated from. Oh, well, we have a lot this. of loose meat. In this it's area. just called a loose meat sandwich. I, I think it's this. the exact. Okay, I'll go last. Okay. Sorry, Lauren. I don't want to play this game anymore, both because I think it's disgusting. <laughs> There's no and... regional vegetarian because, foods in the Midwest. Welcome to the Midwest, Lauren. It's disgusting here. I think it's just what Mariel described. <laughs> <laughs> a chili? bunch of chili and a bunch of ketchup. Yeah. In a bun. And I think it's probably from, I'm just going to say Ohio because they're the worst. Yeah. Mm. And th- they put chili on everything. I'm pretty sure. I think they might serve this at Harry's. At the bar, I hope we all have to order it tonight. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Or something. So, so what I think it is, because there's like a, I just said it. It was like a loose burger or something. So it's like a hot dog bun, and then it's just ground beef in it instead of like a hot dog, and then like cheese and maybe like banana peppers and some kind of sauce. But I, I think. That's close to what it is. It's also close to what Mariel described earlier. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's not like chili. It's like ground beef. That's okay. like you know what you would turn into a hamburger, a hamburger patty, but all you know, loose. Oh, Mariel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that it is like kind of a sloppy Joe situation. So like, um, yeah, sloppy Joe meat, whatever that is, beef. It's ground beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With maybe some onions and cheese. Final That's, answer. Isn't that yeah. just a sloppy okay. joke? Oh, right. I didn't, I didn't okay. guess where the, so, it was from. Oh, and I guess it's from Ohio. 
See, there's yeah, this there's this little tiny drive-in place in Missouri that makes its own root beer, and they sell these hamburgers. Is it called A and W? No, it's its own thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's actually not an A and W in the whole town of Columbia, Missouri. I'm sorry. It's fine. I've never been there, and I don't feel like I need to go. Do we want to talk more about this, or do you want to guess? <laughs> let's, let's get through the question. Anyway, anyway. got a lot of stuff to talk about. And so they have, it's like a hamburger, but it is, it's like, it's like sloppy joe meat, like loose ground beef, but a hamburger, and that's what I'm envisioning. Like hamburger flavors, but the key is that it is not a patty. It's like, mm. you guys couldn't see my hand, but that was an important <laughs> you part. You don't want to, it was gross. I'm going to say it's from Indiana, just to be contrary oh, yeah. and everyone else. I think... I think somewhere up, you know, like Wisconsin. They're always doing gross stuff up right. there. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, you guys, you out. guys want to hear? Okay. Yeah. So my sources tell me it's from Iowa. Oh, oh. should have known. The description I got was so I'll. All of you were kind of on the right track. Like a Sloppy Joe, but without the sauce. Exactly. So, like, just the meat. I was right. Kind of like a burger. Not in a hot dog bun, though. See, in a hamburger like a bun. Oh. I'm the closest. Eaten, eaten with toppings such as ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, and pickles. That's exactly how I make yeah, so yeah, yeah. hamburgers, so I was right. It's you, just a burger. How do you with... feel about the fact that you just eat loose meat sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> it's only That's from the disgusting. one place, Amy. It's only it's, from the one it's place. It's just a burger with less effort put in. They just didn't squeeze the, it don't into a pan. It does it's seem delicious. like a very low it's effort. It's just yeah. so salty. It's like a salt, all, salt blast. I, I love salt. I think our <laughs> you next, guys were close to right. I think our next right. game should just be having people eat these Midwestern foods and then telling them what the gross name oh. is. That's <laughs> our, yeah, that's our next podcast. I have enough trouble keeping this table clean. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want loose meat sandwiches <laughs> getting consumed here. Oh. All right, you guys, I have two more. Oh, oh, man. We got wow. so much to get through. Okay. All right. Do we want to do off fire, one? Amy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. No, trivia okay, is the okay, most okay. important part. Thank you. It's true. All right. Number three. A runza. R-U-N-Z-A. Not to be confused Runza. with a Funyun. <laughs> Absolutely not the same thing. Although I guess that could be your guess. Runs. And Runza. also, as always, bonus points if you get it right where it comes from. Yeah. I think this Runza. is the first time I've had one of these where I like have zero idea. Normally the Great. name kind of gives it away, right? Runza. Can you spell it for me? R U N Z A. Can you use Click it? Oh, in a sense? A Z. Oh, a Z. I was People in the Midwest Z-Z. sometimes Z-Z. like to eat runzas. Okay, or- origin. I think I have an idea. Can I do my guess? Origin. Yes. Yes. Since it has a za, like za, oh. like pizza, oh. I think it's something related to pizza. I think you're onto something. Do you have any more specifics? Um, run. Maybe is there an egg on it? I don't know. Runny egg. I. Runny Maybe egg pizza. Is it a pizza, but also combined with the loose meats so they could run off it if you're not careful? <laughs> I, might, I might have an idea. I think it's maybe like like a calzone where it's like folded over yeah. sort of like a taco, but it's it's like open, you know, like a taco, and there's like a lot of sauce, so it sort of is like runny, I guess. So it's like basically a, a taco with like a, a lot of sauce. Like a oh, runny pizza, pizza that's folded over a, like a taco. Instead of a tortilla, oh. it's a pizza. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the look you just gave immediately tells me that I'm probably wrong. In a but... similar vein, I'm going to guess it's like a walking taco, which mm. I believe we've covered on this tacos. podcast before, mm. but it's just a bag of Fritos filled with pizza. <laughs> 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 
which I will be eating for dinner this evening. You guys, so if that's you not guys what it know is, that people are going to make all of these Lord, into. The if that's not what it is, I guarantee it exists somewhere. It's got some other stupid name. To dump your Fritos just on top of your pizza instead of shoving your pizza into the bag. Okay, that seems equally portable. Is all I'm going to say. Mario, do you have a guess? This has literally stumped me so much. I do like how you're treating it like a turducken, like trying to figure out how the different things fit together. That's what the Midwest is all about. I do believe that it is the combination of two distinct foods. I don't know what I believe those are. So don't know what to believe anymore. I'm going to go with Wisconsin again, because who makes up words like that? Sounds People who have weird accents, that's who. All right, let's, uh, let's figure we out the it? awful truth. Okay. It's from Nebraska. Right. Close enough. And no. so I think the weird name stems from the fact that it's actually, so it's like kind of a common term, but it is a trademarked brand name. Oh. So there's, there's like a place in Nebraska, like a common fast food place called Runza, but they sell like Runza or Runza sandwiches, mm. which is... A pocket sandwich of spiced hamburger and cabbage. <laughs> oh my god! Another What's a pocket sandwich. <laughs> it looks like a, a like a calzone. I'll right? show you guys pictures in a second. Um, so it has nothing like to do with pizza. Another, <laughs> another yeah. uh, more like better description is a yeast dough bread pocket <laughs> with the filling consisted of beef, cabbage, or sauerkraut, onions, and seasonings. Sounds it sounds like, a like pasty. those, yeah. Like, a, yeah, like a hand pie. Kind of, yeah. kind yeah. of. Um, it's shaped a little bit different. So let me. Can we you should use put it in photos a of all of these on <laughs> the gram later. I, I will be. Yeah, I'll God. be sharing. It sounds gross. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd eat it. I but will. It sounds I, gross. I will also tell you that uh, my friend that people around here know as food blog friend has done a whole blog post. About I hate that. him, so I will we not. Should, uh, <laughs> yeah, we should. Oh, it looks kind of. It oh. It's like a hot, yeah. It's like a hot pocket. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's filled with cabbage for some reason. <laughs> you're yeah. really, you're really selling it. To me. We should have a rating system for these. Like our, uh, so for our listeners at home, we have a, a chili pepper rating board on our, uh, on our wall here. List. So it's called the Lansing Hot List. So it's just different, you know, bars and restaurants, places to go. So our, our the system is one chili pepper is you go there drunk, two chili peppers is you go there. Sober, sober right yeah mm-hmm. three chili peppers is you take your mom there and four chili peppers is you would take uh governor gretchen whitmer there drunk or sober <laughs> drunk yeah. or sober on a date or just as friends doesn't really matter <laughs> but it's a little confusing because like lauren pointed out there's places that are like one or two chili peppers but we would take gretchen whitmer there for the story yeah um, good liberal good liberal places so yeah yeah she's not above it no. but yeah we could do a similar system with food, you know, one is I would eat it if I was really hammered. I feel like we'd have to taste them first. Two Although, is I'd have to be sad. <laughs> just sad, not necessarily like drunk. Three is like I would go, but I wouldn't like suggest it to a friend. And then four is like I, yeah, like would I would only measure. put it on a podcast and not eat right. it ever. Serve it to Governor Gretchen Whitmer. <laughs> right. Okay. Not we, a can, we can have that system. All right. All right. We got one more. We got one more. You guys ready? Okay, same rules. <laughs> same rules apply. Oh, I have an actual drum roll. Never mind. <laughs> Anybody bite. else have something? It's not no, important. Nothing to add. It's not important. What is a Gerber sandwich? Is it made oh, of God. baby dolls? Don't tell me this says baby food in it. Uh, oh, where did you find these? these the internet, John. Oh Wikipedia. God. 
We're looking at you, Ohio, on this one. We know. Well, is it, is it Fremont, home of the Gerber baby food? Where is that? Fre- Michigan? Michigan. Oh, oh. yeah. But no, oh, we haven't had a Michigan one yet. I've been to a, a few what is festivals it? there. A sandwich? Gerber baby sandwich. <laughs> a the Gerber baby. sandwich. Uh, is a Gerber anything else? I'm gonna besides say baby it's food? also full of cabbage. Oh, isn't Gerber a pickle brand? Yeah, isn't there a pickle Gerber? Oh, pickle? I bet this is a pickle thing. <laughs> Either pickles ah, or cabbage. Is Everything place. is or babies. Oh, I have. <laughs> I have. I've been to a weird bar place before that had. It was a san- It was a one of those giant pickles that you can get at like a sandwich shop sliced in half with like the meat and stuff in it so i'm gonna guess it's something like you're that. thinking of a chicago hot dog it's a pickle as a bun <laughs> with the hot dog inside oh god that sounds disgusting i, I hate that i, don't I would like eat it i'll that. be honest i would eat it it's disgusting oh yeah but that's that's gonna be my guess is a, one of those giant pickles sliced in half with like sandwich stuff inside for the it. listeners i do love hot dogs those are probably one of my favorite foods ever. i was so. gonna say i i also personally love hot dogs but i don't like hot dogs with a bunch of stuff on them i'm just kind of like a classic onions and ketchup a hot dog hot purist dog yeah you know they sell you can buy at like bed bath and beyond it's like a toaster but in the top is just uh like a slot that a bun will fit in and then two like holes that like a hot dog will fit in so you just toast oh it and God. it cooks the bun and the hot dog just, and it's if just one of you doesn't that. get me that for christmas so i'm out just get a i feel seen that's our community campbell so, that's like hang out by that. so the major problem with that is so you imagine a toaster you know you're only putting bread in it so that's a dry ingredient. <laughs> yeah. So the how- worst thing that happens is like you'll get crumbs at the bottom that you can shake out. But a hot dog cooking <laughs> in there. Juices. Yeah. Like how do you clean? It's just it didn't make sense. There's got to be some sort of I don't know. Well, like Campbell gets one, it. we'll find out. Yeah, take we'll get one for the office. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> oh no. All right. Back yes, to the question. Yes. Any other guesses? Yeah. Anybody else? Have I don't a guess? even think I don't. I don't even know what to say. Everybody's got a guess. It's I... just a big pile of baby food. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think it's just a cabbage sandwich okay. from Michigan. Yeah, I'm gonna guess Michigan too for some reason. I mean, yeah, some sort of sandwich where the where the bread is not actually bread so actually i reject the idea that anybody can call that a sandwich but it's either gonna be i'll say a pickle is bread which is just disgusting i'm gonna but i'm also gonna say that it's from north dakota north dakota oh curveball all right so um all of you were pretty wrong i think all of you guessed worse than it actually is so that's good oh uh Plot twist from St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. Campbell. No, I've never heard of this. Well, and a lot of my family lives in St. Louis. That's why I know all the weird St. Louis foods. Also, John, I think you were thinking of gherkin pickles, Mm -hmm. not Gerber. So I don't think it has anything to do with babies. And the pickle thing was I'll have to text my dad about this. So the Gerber sandwich consists of a half section of Italian or French bread spread with garlic butter and topped with ham Provolone Sounds cheese, delicious. sprinkling of paprika, and then toasted. Sounds so Hell good. yeah. That sounds, a lot, that. that sounds a lot better than most of these. See, yeah. yeah. to people from St. Louis to make delicious things that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We came out on top with this one, I think. Interesting. Very good trivia, Amy. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. But gross. But also, oh, yeah. Come on. Quick, quick update here. I will admit. Uh, was I looking at Instagram while we were doing trivia? Yes. 
But <laughs> did I find something that is incredibly relevant? Yes. The Onion just put out an article t- with a picture of um, breaking with news. with Jim Jordan. Um, that says Jim Jordan spends hearing demanding Michael Cohen accept blame for covering up sexual abuse of Ohio State wrestlers. Mm. Eek. Yikes. It's a dark joke. It's a dark joke. The Onion does not hold back. The Onion has honestly been serving some of the realest, rawest headlines in the past two years, and I am here for it. Yeah, if The Onion wants to come on this show, just let us know. Anybody. Reach out. Slide into our DMs. There's an intern there, though. (laughs) Anybody. We'll take you. Uh, are we desperate? Yes, we are. Yes. Yes. We absolutely are. Completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Great. Uh, Please clap. Great trivia. <laughs> today. Great trivia. That was beautiful. All right. Let's, uh, let's get back into some, some Midwest news. Uh, Mariel, do you want to lead off this? Uh, yes. All right. Um... So since the last time we talked about, I think the last time we talked about the 2020 presidential field, um, we had like maybe five or six candidates. It was like Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. Um, and then uh, what's that guy? Terrible Starbucks man, Howard Schultz. Yeah. Um, also the guy I, who wants universal income or something. He's another like entrepreneur guy that's running. Julian? Oh, Yang. No, yeah, yeah, oh. Andrew Yang. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of um, people. But so since then, um, I mean, all those people are still running. Um, is Tulsi Gabbard still running? Who knows? Um, but uh, two more. So I mean, Bernie Sanders announced finally announced that he's going to be running, which isn't very surprising. Um, but then there were also two Midwesterners who have thrown their their hat in the ring for president, which is pretty exciting. Um, so one of them is Amy Klobuchar, um, the senior senator from Minnesota. Um, and then the next one is Pete uh, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, I believe. Buttigieg, I thought. Buttigieg. I only it's know Buttigieg. that because there was uh, someone it from my high school. Who's... Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yeah. Oh, it Judge? is? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Was running for chair of the there was DNC, a girl in my high school it, but... whose last name was Buttigieg, and she said it Buttigieg. Mm, no, it's definitely that. like, it's, it's definitely like, not boots. Anywho. <laughs> we all just said it differently. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, we're all saying the same thing. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows who we're talking about. Yeah. Do they? Or Pete, because he has definitely had to deal with people like us his whole life, and I'm so sorry. Um, but he's a really cool guy. He is the young, well, he's relatively young. He's 37. Um, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk about these two candidates cause they don't have super high name ID. Um, they're not super well-known politicians, but, um, they are from the Midwest. So I didn't know, um, if you guys have had any like hot takes on either of these two or, or what's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, I do just want to say that, uh, Amy Klobuchar is probably best known for, um, the Kavanaugh hearing. She was really hard on him oh, and yeah. like asked some good questions. And so I think that is probably what started the idea of maybe a presidential run because that's what kind of got people's eyes on her. And I don't think people would have really known who she was if that hadn't happened. Um, and then Pete Buttigieg produced a really great video for his launch. And I think he's leaning hard on that. Yeah. And he also ran for chair of the DNC. 
Um, right, right, right. Which mm. I think was kind of the, I mean, people had heard of him, like I'd heard of him before, but I didn't really know anything about him. And I think that kind of raised his profile um, for folks who didn't really want to get involved with the two major candidates. He did get a pretty big following and sort of, you know, proved himself on a national stage. Um, I will also say that I've made a bunch of my friends take the which candidate should you vote for quiz. I got oh, I want to take that. Ninety-three oh, percent really? Amy Klobuchar, wow. and wow. Uh, Mayor oh. Pete was also in my top. I think hmm. three or four. So I will be voting for a midwestern candidate in the primary. Wow. Um, I got to take that quiz. Yeah, I will send it around, and maybe we should Is share it. it. Purely... It's a little early to decide, Lauren, don't you think? Well, you I did I did write in another Midwesterner, uh, Sherrod Brown of Ohio, as someone that uh. they should consider adding to the field. Yeah, yeah this, is, gonna... this yeah. is modern politics. We're going to find out at least half of these people have like murdered somebody <laughs> before. <laughs> or uh, perhaps eaten a salad with a comb. And... Oh, I heard about yeah. that. A salad with a comb. Oh, John. Oh, John. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, ex- yeah. I'm excited. I don't know what this is. We always need to fill airtime with and this show. Wasn't so. she also on an airplane? So, so I want to get into that in a yeah. second because I have two things here. So the first thing is I was just going to give like short bios for each of them. So first, let's start with Pete. So Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Buttigieg? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I think. Okay, Buttigieg. So Pete Buttigieg, he is relatively young. He's 37. Um, He went to Harvard. Um, He leans pretty far to the left on most all issues. Um, A really interesting thing is that so he is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. I believe he's in his eighth year as mayor. So he was elected when he was like 29. Um, But two years into his first term as mayor, he was actually deployed to Afghanistan uh, because he was a member of the Navy Reserve. Um, so that was an interesting thing that he did. He was still mayor, but he didn't take pay, I believe is how that worked. Um, and then in 2017, as I think Lauren said, he ran to be DNC chair. Um, he's a super big like champion voice for millennials in making sure young people have their interests represented at the table um, in politics. Um, and he is also openly gay so if he did become president he would become the first openly gay president which would be pretty awesome um but unfortunately he spent all of his town's money on an ice sports complex (laughs) when he got elected mayor at 18 honestly i see a lot of similarities between the two honestly they kind of look look similar too Mm -hmm. which is ice town costs town clown town clown (laughs) (laughs) yes um and then okay to your point, let's get to the comb. So, Kulbachar, <laughs> yes. um, she's kind of a more, you know, traditional Midwestern Democrat. Um, earlier in her career, she was a, a corporate lawyer um, and then a county attorney in Minnesota. Um, and then she started serving in the Senate in 2007. Um, and in 2016, fun fact, um, she passed more legislation than any other senator um during the term which is pretty cool so she's been pretty active um and then kind of to lauren's point um there has been quite a bit of criticism of her um that has come out over the past few weeks um because reports um and past staff apparently have said that um she hasn't always treated folks as respectfully as they'd hope um apparently she has like at times gone out of her way to like embarrass staff when they mess up 
um, and hasn't been um, the most kind or forgiving boss. Um, and apparently one time, one of her staff members brought her a salad and then they didn't have a utensil and she got very upset. Lauren, take it away on that story. You seem so, like you know. I've got some takes here. Um, the salad incident. <laughs> so the salad incident was. Her, Go on. A staffer, she was getting on an airplane. A staffer got a salad for her. Didn't bring any utensils. So apparently she got very angry at the staffer, berated them pulled a comb out of her bag and <laughs> ate it, ate the salad with it, which apparently had been a story that people had kind of was circling. And then they finally got confirmation from several people that this was true. I will say as a Midwestern woman, you do what you have to do to eat your food. Mm. I don't begrudge her for that. I am a little annoyed that this has become the thing that people are talking about. Um, I think, you know, have thoughts and feelings about the things that she said and did about staff. And if people want to talk about those things as like a judge, like a piece of personal character, I think that's important. Um, I know that there has been some discussion about, I've heard some similar things about some of the men running for president um, and haven't seen articles about that. And that's something that's personally really frustrating to me. Maybe their staffs are a little bit more tight lipped. I've heard a couple of things about our current president. <laughs> Whoa, He's what? Kind of, he might have a few Tell skeletons more. in his There closet. was congressional testimony this week and it looks not good. No kidding. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not okay. And I think that that's like a pretty, I think that's something that people can agree on. You shouldn't be uh, abusing your staff. Right. Um, Whether or not men would get called out for it, you should still not do it. Um, So yeah, that's like something that to me personally is uh, disappointing to hear because she's someone who policy wise, and I think she really did an amazing job during that Kavanaugh testimony. And I I hope that the staff who are are still with her and who are close with her, who say that this isn't true and that, you know, maybe people, you know, I I hope that she's doing better on that because clearly there were some staff members who were very upset by her behavior in the past and it bums me out because she was one of probably one of my top three choices in the primary. So Mm. sorry. Did you guys just hear me yelling at my dog? No, no, it's fine. I'm not cutting this either. We heard the, can you put her on camera? No, go, Ross, go. Um, No, but Lauren, um, yeah, it's totally valid, everything you're saying. I agree. And um, also in one of the New York Times articles that was talking about, like, past incidents or whatever, they had also made a point to mention that and that it's not necessarily fair that they're highlighting um, this particular person um, specifically when, yeah, there are a lot of men in the race who've probably done similar things, but it hasn't been, been approached in the same way. Or it's kind of been like, expected as like normal or acceptable behavior so i know at least five men who have eaten salads with combs <laughs> <laughs> it's a st louis thing. i think the important question they're not asking is what dressing was she using is she a true midwesterner was there Better ranch on the side i think the lettuce she might as well drop out of the race because like <laughs> i want to know how the comb like how good it was at picking I up just, the lettuce. I want her to have washed the comb before. That's but another. I don't think she did. That's a good question. Yeah. And what kind of comb? I mean, because certain combs are shaped like forks. Was it one of those like ones that they <laughs> give you? Some combs are just asking to be used as forks. All that's all I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I mean, is this one of those like <laughs> that combs that they comb give you at like picture day <laughs> no. at school, or was it you know one of the the front facing ones like a like a Afro pick kind of comb? Because that looks front like a fork. Front facing. Comb. Here's the I've thing. Never heard it that I way. am uncomfortable with this conversation. <laughs> 
can we move on, please? All right. Um, yes. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think I, I only mentioned Sherrod Brown like three times during this segment, which is like a lot less than I normally do over the course of 20 minutes. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he jumps in the race. I think we've got probably a few weeks or a month before he decides. Um, and if any other Midwesterners, because I think that, you know, with so many people talking about the Midwest in the 2016 election, I think it's important that, um, at least in the primary, uh, Midwestern voices are heard. And I think that, you know, all of these candidates can really speak to the things that are, I think they're all great advocates for the people mm-hmm. of their districts and can really speak to the problems that we're facing. I do think it is going to be difficult for these two, especially with lower name ID than like mm-hmm. an Elizabeth Warren, certainly a Bernie Sanders to get the media and like the news clips and the, you know, MSNBC, CNN slots, like all the things that they need to get on the ballot and capture kind of national attention. I think it will be a little bit harder, but I think that they're doing a good job so far. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think it would be interesting with Iowa first, um, Mm -hmm. if they're good caucus, have good caucus showing, just because it is more of a like person to person thing. And I think, you know, Midwesterners are good at talking and going to meetings and talking. Um, and then with New Hampshire also being a smaller state where word of mouth and having a strong field program are really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Should Gretchen just run for president? No, she just, we just got her, John. Yeah. Don't, take her. Her, don't take our governor. Don't, don't take her away from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless, I mean, I think Garland Gilchrist could. Oh, well, oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, I'd be okay with that. Okay. He's cool. Well, I think we, I think we found our solution, you guys. <laughs> okay. All right. If only more us. than three people listen to the show, we could really All make right. an impact. And that's settled. <laughs> and with that, let's, uh, let's get into the story that we've all been dying to talk about. Sense account. It it's tailor made for this show. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. Who wants to be the lucky person to go over the silver lining this week? Uh, I'll take it. I'll take all it. All right, Amy. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, I I believe we have posted about this before, but of course the silver lining we're referring to is what's known around here as Ranch Lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty big. This so. One of the candidates that we talked about last time we talked about the 2020 presidential race was Kirsten Gillibrand. Um, and she's been going around campaigning, kind of listening. She was in Iowa at a restaurant with a bunch of folks and was doing kind of a Q&A thing. So a woman came up behind her and tried to, you know, kind of tapped her on the shoulder. Gillibrand turns around, thinks that she's going to get asked a question, and the lady flawlessly in a midwestern way just said oh no sorry i was just trying to grab the ranch and then she grabbed it and left it's so good (laughs) it's so good it's just everything that we represent everything we stand for everything that politics should be it's true yes i i also like the way that mariel wrote it in the outline jillibrand paused because she thought the woman was trying to ask her a question really she just needed ranch a classic midwestern mix-up yeah it's a great (laughs) metaphor i mean aren't we all just trying to at the end of the, the day, we are. Can't we all just get along? Can't we all, all just, just put ranch on just our fries? To get some I feel like Kirsten Gillibrand should have that as her slogan. We're all just trying to grab the ranch. We're all just trying to grab the ranch here. And if she was smart, it would have been in her merch store by now. Mm-hmm. T-shirts, bumper stickers. That's Come the on, thing. Babe. Hillary Clinton is famed for carrying around hot sauce in her bag. Really? If a candidate really wants to win in 2020, 
they should carry ranch with them. How do you appeal to the Midwest? You carry ranch with <laughs> you. Ranch. ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ranch and everything. Um, True. What a story. It's tremendous. What a star. She should, yeah, if she's making campaign ads. Like, this is the Joe the Plumber of 2020. I also, ranch lady. Ranch I lady. believe the woman who, who did that, who was getting the ranch, I believe she changed her Twitter, Twitter handle to <laughs> ranch lady. I believe she Why did. Why would you not? Well, it would be hard for me to know because of a good friend's Twitter handle who is also I just need to grab lady. some ranch. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Or uh, anyway. Mayo Gollum. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a silver lining. This it needed to be said. It needed to be said on this podcast. Uh, that woman's a national hero. I wish it had happened on this podcast. Yeah. I don't know how that would have gone. I wish gone, it had but... happened to me. <laughs> Should I just start getting like between people and walls? Yeah. And then being like, I'm just trying. <laughs> oh, to Oh, I'm sorry. Are you running for president? I'm if just. If this lady is smart. If this lady is smart, she will start going to every single presidential rally and trying to interrupt yeah. them and say, trying to grab some ranch. I feel like some like lower tier candidate is at some point going to try to pull that. Like they're going to invite ranch lady to something. Yeah. It's they happen. should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As they should. She should She should be recognized for her, for her grace and for her. <laughs> she is beauty. She is grace. She is beauty. She is grace. <laughs> should she be president? Uh, maybe. Yes. That's kind of how things are going, I think. Yeah. The Midwest hero that we all know and love. Right. All right. Uh, what a great way to end the episode. This is a good episode. Never had this many people on before. I think it went swimmingly. Uh, Except for when we all almost fought after the Chicago hot dog. That yeah. was great. Oh, yeah, that's true. We had kind of a breakdown for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know how We break it really up, is. we make up. It's we all good. We break up, we make up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but real great. Uh, Marilyn, do you want to plug our where we're at? Our online presence? Yes. As we say in the biz? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you, just you can stream our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. You can tweet us at Midwest Nice Cast, um, and you can find us on Instagram at Midwest Nice Podcast, or you can find us at our long website, which is Midwest-Nice.PineCast.Co. Boom. Boom. You guys we coordinated you guys. that so well. Boom. Go uh, on Instagram if you want to see some weird foods. Yeah, yep. we're gonna be posting all sorts of weird shit. Um, all right, let's uh, like big ass pickles, big ass pickles, ranch lady, all the hits. Uh, yeah, great episode. We will see you all next week or uh, whenever we decide to make or whenever another we episode. decide to make another one. But uh, John, under we will, promise, over deliver. But we will be back. I promise you that much. Ha <laughs> ha